In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. In the first lecture, we spoke about love as a foundation for the service. But can a selfish person actually can have this agape love that is a sacrificial love, unconditional love, limitless love, and a willful love? It will be a challenge for a selfish person because a selfish person is self-centered. That's why in order to grow in the virtue of love, we need to practice self-denial. And self-denial actually, without it, I cannot know or understand the meaning of Rebbe love. That's why the Lord Jesus made self-denial as the first requirement for discipleship. He said he wants to be my disciple. Let him deny himself, carry his cross, and follow me. What is the definition of self-denial? In Romans chapter 15, verse 1 to 3 and verse 7, we can understand what is self-denial. St. Paul said, We then, we who are strong, ought to bear the weak and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. We then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. Then in verse 7, Therefore receive one another, just as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Self-denial revolves around this word. Even Christ did not please himself. He bore the reproaches with which men reproached and dishonored God. He bore all these reproaches. He bore all these reproaches patiently that God may be glorified and that he may save us. So he bore all these reproaches so God will be glorified and that we are saved. This actually is the key to the life of Christ. In his life, he glorified God the Father and he saved us. These two dimensions were actually going hand in hand. In order to reach this goal, he did not please himself. Denying oneself is exactly the opposite of pleasing oneself. We know that Peter denied Christ. When Peter denied Christ, what did he say? He said, I don't know this man. I don't know his interest. I have nothing to do with him. As if he said, I don't wish to continue to be friend with him. In the same way, 
when we deny ourselves, we should say, I don't know this old man. I have nothing to do with this old man, me, and his interest. And when shame and dishonor come upon us, that's not pleasant to the old man, to the old nature, as the Lord Jesus Christ bore the reproaches and the shame to glorify God the Father and to save us through the cross of Christ and I'm crucified with Christ, then I should actually accept this shame and the dishonor that fall upon me in order to glorify God. Denying oneself as if I'm saying I'm a stranger, I don't want to be friend with my old man. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives with, within me. Many times actually, our goal only is to escape the fire of hell, how to be saved and to escape the fire of hell. And in our life, always, always, we please ourselves. I cannot say I'm following the example of Christ. I'm not saying I am denying myself. If I want actually to follow the example of Christ, the goal is not only just to save myself from the fire of hell, but to completely deny my will, completely deny my desire, completely not pleasing myself. That what it means, I have been crucified with Christ. I am dead to sin and I'm dead to the self. To a person who is denying himself, the will and the glory of God and the salvation of others are more important to him than my interest or my pleasure. And we as Sunday school servants, this should be our goal, to glorify God in our life and the salvation of others. This is more important than my interest or my pleasure or what pleases me or what I want. As again St. Paul said about the Lord Jesus Christ, he bore the reproaches. Even Christ did not please himself. But as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For example, fasting. If I escape fasting and I don't fast because I want to please myself, then I'm feeling in the self-denial. But a person who is denying himself actually deny the pleasure of the world and knows that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. The Lord lived his life poor, although he is the rich and the source of richness of everyone. And for us, this means I live with contentment. As St. Paul said, if we have bread and clothes, let's be content with them. And this not only for the monks, but for every Christian who is denying himself, who denies the pleasures of the world. And 
as the Lord also endured the suffering, we should enter into the narrow gate and walk in the difficult way. In brief, self-denial, I don't please myself. Not only in ascetic practice like fasting, like going through the narrow gate and poverty and contentment, but also in the spiritual life. I deny my thoughts in order to accept the thought of Christ and the thought of the Church. Many times I want to manipulate or to twist the interpretation of the Scripture, the interpretation of the Holy Tradition, in order to fit or match with my thoughts. But am I willing to give up my opinion, my thought, my knowledge, in order to not to please myself? One of the best examples is 1 Corinthians chapter 8, in which St. Paul is teaching us how to deny even our knowledge for the sake of others, for the sake of the salvation of others. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, he spoke about a very important principle that we should be aware as Sunday school servants. He spoke about the law of knowledge versus the law of love. He was actually discussing the issue, should we eat what is offered to the idols or not? He started by speaking now concerning things offered to the idol, we know that we all have knowledge. But knowledge puffs up, but love it defines. Because love there is self-denial, but knowledge there is self-pleasure. So I'm using the knowledge to please myself. And he is, he is explaining how the two laws goes here. One law, the law of knowledge, says there is no idol. Idol is nothing. So when you tell me this sacrifice is offered to the idols, it's offered to nothing. Why you are asking me not to eat from this meat? So here actually, I'm using the law of knowledge in order to please myself. I don't want to put limitation. I don't want to deny my pleasure. I want to eat from this meat. So I'm using the law of knowledge in order to justify eating from this meat. But St. Paul responded, in verse 7 and said, there is not in everyone that knowledge. Some people with weak conscience, when they say you, you who have knowledge, eating this meat, they think that you are worshipping the idols. He said, for if anyone sees you who have knowledge, eating in an idol's temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened to eat those things offered to idols. Beware lest somehow this liberty of yours, this freedom, become a stumbling block to those who are weak. And because of your knowledge, shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died. So where is the sin here? The sin, you thus sin against the brethren and wound their weak conscience. You sin against Christ because I'm using the law of knowledge, not the law of love. That's why in verse 9 he said, Beware lest somehow this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to those who are weak.
Then, what is the law of love? He said, food does not commend us to God. For neither if we eat are we the better, nor if we don't eat are we the worse. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never again eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. That's the law of love. Law of love, practice self-denial. It's not about me. Who cares whether I eat or I don't? But I care about my brother. As I told you, self-denial, glorify God, salvation of others. It's not about me. And I use this actually when we discuss drinking, for example. I see many Sunday school servants, they argue and argue and argue about drinking and whether it is wrong or right. And they use the law of knowledge. And you are using the law of knowledge to please yourself. Where is the self-denial? The law of love, what if you who have knowledge, I see you and then I see you drinking, I will follow your example and start drinking. And at the end, I'll become alcoholic. Then, because of your liberty, you, are, you became a stumbling block to me. Thus, you sinned against Christ, because Christ died to save me. But you used your knowledge to please yourself, and at the end, you made me stumble. But the law of love here, which is based on self-denial, if food or drinking or anything else make my brother stumble, I will not do it forever. That's why self-denial, as I said, is a principle of it, not pleasing myself. And, and St. Paul actually put on himself many, many limitations. For example, that's what we call it, the limitation of love. The, the first limitation he put it in himself, he knows that he has the right to be supported financially by the churches. This actually is his right. The, the, the Lord said, he who serves the altar, from the altar should eat. But St. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, he said, I did not use this right. He put this limitation on himself. Why he put this limitation on himself? In order not to offend others. So I can say love limits liberty. Love limits my freedom. But I choose this by my own will because I denied myself. First Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 16. Let's start from verse 12. If others are partakers of this right over you, are we not even more? Nevertheless, we have not used this right, but endure all things, lest we hinder the gospel of Christ. So, it was right. It was his right to eat from the, the altar, that the churches support him financially. But because he denied himself and he put the salvation of others, he did not use this right. But he endured, endured poverty, endured nakedness, endured to live in a very difficult life, endured to work by his hand and to support his ministry and those who are with him. Why? Lest we hinder the gospel of Christ. And then he told them, Do you not know that those who minister the holy things 
eat of the things of the temple, and those who serve at the altar partake of the offering of the altar. For even so the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. But I have used none of these things, nor have I written these things that it should be done so to me. So he's not writing this to manipulate them or to make them feel guilty so that they will start supporting his ministry. He said, no, I'm not doing this. For it would be better for me to die than that anyone should make my boasting void. And, and what's his justification? If I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of. Why? Because necessity is laid upon me. I'm called to preach. Woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. If I do this willingly, I have reward. What's his reward? That he preached the gospel without making burden on the churches. What is my reward then? That when I preach the gospel, I may present the gospel of Christ without a charge, that I may not abuse my authority in the gospel. So here's St. Paul, that is the self-denial. He denied himself. He denied himself, denied even his right in order not to hinder the gospel of Christ, in order not to make finances and money an obstacle to preach the gospel. Not only that, but also he denied himself even his freedom. In verse 19 he said, For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I may win the more. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win the Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law, as without law, not being without law toward God, but under law toward Christ, that I may win those who are without law. To the weak I became as weak, that I may win the weak. I have become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. So here St. Paul actually enslaved himself. The word enslaving himself means he denied himself Completely. Completely. Why? In order to glorify God and to save others. That's why this principle, love limits the freedom. St. Paul was willing to limit his rights and his privileges and his freedom for the sake of the church, for the sake of Christ, in order to win those who are lost. Even his physical freedom, he was imprisoned more than one time. Why? In order to save the people. That is complete self-denial. St. Paul was not under any obligation to do anything when it comes to eating, drinking, clothing, anything. He was a free man, but voluntarily restricted his freedom to win as many souls as possible to Christ. Not for himself, but to win for Christ. St. Paul in Philippians chapter 3, verse 7, he said, But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. 
Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. When actually he chose Timothy, St. Paul preached against circumcision. You read Romans, read Galatians, how he preached against circumcision. But when he chose Timothy, he circumcised him, lest not to offend the Jews. Why? Is he afraid from them? Is he a man pleaser? No, definitely he was not a man pleaser. In order to win the Jews, in order not to make a stumbling block to them. When he went to Jerusalem, after the third missionary trip, when he went to Jerusalem, he had a vow and he followed the law of the Nazarite. He shaved his head, he offered the sacrifices, he went to the temple, he spent the days of purification, he followed the law. Although St. Paul was very clear that we are not saved by the works of the law. But why he did this? Why he did this? To win. St. Paul was raised under the strict sect of Judaism, a Pharisee. And he knew that the death of Christ actually destroyed the barrier, destroyed the, the veil and the dividing wall between the Jews and the Gentiles. And he knows that circumcision, dietary laws, the regulation of, uh, of the Sabbath, all these things are not required in the new covenant. But why? Why he put himself under the law? Why? Although he was a free man, in order to win the Jews to Christ. As if St. Paul, he said, when I want to win some Jews to Christ, I voluntarily give up my freedom in order to win the Jews to Christ. In the same way, when actually he went to Athens, to the Gentiles, he acted like a Gentile among them in order to win them. When he spoke in Areopagus, he did not use one reference from the Old Testament. He quoted uh, some poets. He talked to them with the same language in order to win them for Christ. But does this mean that St. Paul compromised the doctrines of Christianity? No, he did not. That's why he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, the same epistle, he said, we preach Christ crucified a stumbling block to the Jews. I will not compromise the principle of faith, the doctrines of faith. I'm compromising my freedom. I'm not going to please myself, but I will not compromise the truth of the scripture. That is a, a, an example of self-denial not pleasing myself. Then St. Paul said, to the weak, I became weak to win the weak. This means he actually applied the law of love as explained to the weak in order not to offend the weak. He applied the law of love, not the law of knowledge. 
in order to win the week for Christ. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. This is actually the calling of the Gospel. To what extent I am willing to deny myself completely and willingly and happily in order to glorify God and also in order to win people for Christ. Also, another part of self-denial is self-discipline. As I said, the narrow gate and the difficult way. In the same chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, from verse 24, and this one of, from my favorite passage in the scripture, because we need to perceive the spiritual life like a race. That's what St. Paul explained here. We are in a race. He said, do you not know that those who run in a race all run but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Run in such a way means conduct your life as if you are in a race. I'm sure you know people who actually play for Olympiad, they go through very, very difficult exercises and very strict diet in order to build their muscles, in order to be able to run. So actually in, in boxing, actually they, they go through more difficult exercises in order to win the prize. Are we running in the same way through the narrow gate and through the difficult way in order to obtain the eternal prize, which is to glorify God and also to save others? St. Paul continued in verse 25 and said, Everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Temperate means control himself, deny his pleasure. That's the word temperate. Deny my pleasure. I have self-control. I can say no to myself, to my pleasure, to my desires. Now they, people here, like in race, they do it to obtain a perishable crown. But we, for an imperishable crown. If the people go through these difficult exercises and very strict diet for imperishable crown, shouldn't we do it for the imperishable crown? Therefore, I run thus, St. Paul is saying, that is how I conduct my life. Not with uncertainty. No. I, I know what is the goal. I know what I want to achieve at the end. Thus, I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. St. Paul was willing to sacrifice anything, anything other than the truth of the gospel to win souls for Christ. He was willing to become like the Jews in order to win the Jews to Christ. He was willing to follow the ritual of the Gentiles in order to win the Gentiles to Christ. He was willing to go into strict discipline of his body in order to win this imperishable crown. I discipline my body and bring it into subjection lest after I preach others, I myself become 
disqualified. Self-denial revolves around this word. Through love, we need to put limitation to our liberty in order to win people for Christ and to glorify Christ. What is the difference between self-denial and, and self-sacrifice? We read in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 2, Walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. So St. Paul said, walk in love. But as I said in the first lecture, love is sacrificial. Sacrificial, what I'm going to sacrifice here? My will, my pleasure, myself. This is self-denial. As Christ also has loved us and given himself for us as offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. One of the beautiful passages in the Divine Liturgy, in St. Gregory Liturgy, when I want to reflect on the sacrifice of Christ, he says, I offer you, O my Master. So, what we offer, we now we see how Christ offered himself as a sacrifice, as a sweet aroma. So, what do we have to offer? He says, I offer you, O my master, the symbols of my freedom. That's self-denial. In the divine liturgy, we actually should be offering our will, our pleasure, and we, we kill our will and our pleasure completely. We sacrifice. I write my works according to your sayings. I will follow your law, not my law. He who has given me this service full of mystery. What is the connection between self-sacrifice and self-denial? Self-sacrifice is the root and self-denial is the fruit. For example, the incarnation is a self-sacrifice. God emptied himself and became man and he resembled us. He took the form of a servant and he obeyed unto the death of the cross. That's self-sacrifice. So that is the root. Then his life was a life of self-denial. So the self-denial is the proof that we offered ourselves as a sacrifice. And this actually is the rule for any Christian. When we surrender ourselves completely to Christ, and we say, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Then the rest of our life, we are living in complete self-denial. Because already, the self-sacrifice happened in the day of baptism. Before, before baptism, we renounce Satan and we accept Christ. Then what happened in, in the water of baptism? This old man completely dies. And then a new man, a new creature, is born again in the water of baptism. This new man that's born in the water of baptism is living not him, but Christ who lives in him. Self-sacrifice is the very essence of the true love. 
Because the nature of love consists in forgetting myself and forgetting my happiness, but I seek this in the glory of God and in the salvation of others. It's about God and about the other, not about me. We glorify God when we sacrifice ourselves. Because without self-sacrifice, the new commandment, the commandment of love, cannot be fulfilled. As, as I started this lecture and I said, can a selfish person love others? He cannot. So without self-sacrifice, the commandment of love cannot be fulfilled. Without entire self-sacrifice, we cannot love as the Lord Jesus Christ loved. That's why in Ephesians chapter 2, the verse I read it to you right now, he started the verse by saying, walking in love, walking in love. But how we walk in love to follow the example of Christ and what Christ did, he offered himself as a sacrifice. Walk in love, Ephesians 5, 2. Walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us and offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. When we love in this way, we are offering sweet smelling aroma to the Father. The Father smells our life as a sweet smelling aroma. When we sacrifice ourselves to God, there will be the power of an entire self-sacrifice. What do I mean by this? The Holy Spirit reveals to the believer the right of God's claim on us, how we are not our own, but Him. So when actually I sacrifice myself, the Holy Spirit will reveal to me that I belong to Christ. He owns me, I don't own myself. And the realization of how absolutely we are God's property, because we are bought and purchased by His blood, how we are loved by God with this wonderful love, and what the blessedness when we surrender completely and deny ourselves completely, this actually lead the believer to be willing to offer himself as a whole burnet offering. The whole burnet offering is actually what God smells as sweet aroma. The believer every day lays himself on the altar of love, on the altar of consecration, on the altar of service, and finds his greatest joy to be sweet-smelling aroma to the Father. Every Christian who gives himself to the service of God, God has the same honor as he has for the Son, his Son, Jesus Christ. If we offered ourselves in service completely in self-denial, then as the Son is glorified, we will be glorified. That's what exactly St. Paul said, if we suffer with him, we will actually be glorified with him. What suffering that Christ went through? It is the suffering of 
did not please himself. Complete self-denial. This complete self-denial, when we go through it, we will be glorified with Christ. We don't have the power to do this by ourselves. But when we show the desire to completely deny ourselves and with our faith in God and clinging and becoming one with the Christ, then we will receive the power from the Holy Spirit to completely deny ourselves and to do it joyfully and happily. Maybe somebody would ask, does God really want us to deny ourselves entirely for others and for the service? Is it not asking too much from us? Can anyone really sacrifice himself so entirely? The answer to all this question, yes. God expects this from us. Nothing less than this. If you want to be my disciple, deny yourself, carry your cross, and follow me. This is the conformity to the image of Son. This is to imitate the Son of God. That is the path by which the Lord Jesus Christ entered into the glory. And no one actually can enter into the same glory if he did not walk in the same path. This is the path of love. Walk in love, even as Christ loved. The commandment from outside, it's a challenge. But the blessedness of it and the glory of it should be the motive. As St. Paul said, they do it for perishable crown. Shouldn't we do it for imperishable crown? That is the self-denial. Again, self-denial, we can summarize it in this one verse. Christ did not please himself. In the same way, we should not please ourselves. We should deny ourselves, carry our cross, and follow Christ. Without self-denial, we cannot actually build our ministry on the foundation of love. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.